BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits and I'm bringing it to you real and unfiltered. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have such a good episode today. In fact, it's one of my favorite episodes that I can remember recording in a while. Sometimes I just, as I'm recording, I'm listening and I'm getting really excited about like just the wisdom and the value and the new things that I'm learning that I think are going to be really interesting and helpful to you guys, the audience. So today I'm talking to Dr. Jessica Cho. She's a highly regarded internal medicine physician whose clinical approach is focused on integrative wellness. She went to med school at USC and then she completed her internal medicine residency at UCLA and began practicing in 1998. And then in 2000, she founded Wellness at Century City, which was started to help patients take charge of their health and achieve long-term well-being using her integrated kind of East meets West approach. And she talks all about how she came to this through her own experiences with her health. And the episode is just fascinating. So we are talking about, like I said, blending Eastern and Western health philosophies and how each unique body and mind is different and should be treated differently versus like a blanket solution that doesn't really get to the root cause of whatever is going on. We also talk about anti-aging. We talk about peptides versus hormones, which I was also fascinated by. We talk about how to increase REM sleep naturally. We talk about gut issues. And then at the end of the show, we talk about different wellness trends. And I don't think that I've had a practitioner on really that has her approach and her philosophies. And I am definitely going to start seeing her for my various ailments. And I just think that she's super smart. She's also really warm and just so knowledgeable. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode with Dr. Jessica Cho. All right. Welcome, Dr. Cho. Hi. Hi. So excited to have you here. We are going to be talking today all about wellness, all about your philosophy to 
health and wellness, which is a very, like we were talking before we started recording, very East meets West kind of approach, very integrative approach. And then talk about a lot of the really popular wellness trends right now. I think that so many people are feeling kind of bombarded by information, especially on social media, and like really overwhelmed with a lot of the trends and what's right and what's not, what's valid. So it's always fun to have an expert on so that we can talk about the validity and, you know, kind of do some myth busting. But to start out, can you just introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? Great. Thank you. And same for me. I am very happy, delighted, and very excited to be here today. Thank you. So I'm Dr. Jessica Cho, and I've been an internist who has combined integrative medicine, anti-aging, but much more blend of Eastern medicine. And it wasn't so that I actually intended. It's just my life kind of has drawn me into that kind of direction. So basically, I've been practicing about 24 years. I probably have seen more than 100,000 patients over 24 years. And I really believe that I am so blessed and privileged to be a doctor today that I get to really listen to the patient's story and not only just listen to their medical symptoms, but to share in their life stories whether it's a painful stories or good stories, I get to have that privilege of understanding who they are, even the backgrounds and their cultural background, all the failures, worries, and frustrations. So that's how I get to understand them. And that's really the approach of medicine is, that understanding the whole person. But on top of it, because I have that Eastern blend of the medicine, I do feel that it's kind of combining to the medical expertise and a lot of integrative knowledge, but it kind of adds that intuitive wisdom sort mm-hmm. of way. Mm-hmm. And I think it really helps me to see things in perspective holistically and even without ever needing to have all the tests done. Tests are always good because I love science and I love to be on top of research. But even when patients do not want to go through more testings and whatnot, that reading that holistic meridian in patients, chi energy or ki energy, whatever, it kind of gives you a good brief introduction to who they are. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it really helps me to understand what's going on, what to be done, and what, how I'm going to actually navigate their health and well-being to the next level without really much of any background testings and all that stuff. That's so interesting. And I want to kind of bookmark that and come back to it. But in preparation for this interview, as I was reading about you, I learned that, you know, you went to USC, right? And then Mm -hmm. UCLA afterwards. And you're an MD. And it wasn't until after medical school with your own personal experience, right, where you were burnt out and having hormone issues. And Mm -hmm. would you be willing to talk about that and how that kind of shifted your approach from this like very traditional Western approach to what you do now? Sure. So, of course, after all those years of training and education, I was like (laughs) so excited and so ready to practice medicine, Mm -hmm. like get the diagnosis and get the treatment plan and do preventions and treat, treat, treat. And then just in maybe a couple years into my practice, I was like hitting a whole storm. So I literally just became, my husband calls me at the time 
a piece of dry, like dry log. Like mm-hmm. I was like completely drained of my hormones and passion and drive, always tired. Even sleep couldn't really restore me. And I was cranky, crazy, and just moody and depressed, anxious at one point and crazy at other point. And literally just after the pregnancy, I was hit by a thyroid storm and I just became fully blown diabetic. So I literally had like 10 diagnoses. And then I went to so many specialists and then I was just given like, this pill, that pill, and this pill, and that pill, and you know that side effects and interactions, and I just wasn't thinking, this is not the way to heal. Mm-hmm. And I got sicker taking these medicines, and I really had to come up with a plan. And that out of despair and disappointments came out of my, it came with my quest. And I had to like retrain myself and re-educate myself. So... It took me a few years, but I grew all my new hair. I actually was bald. Wow. I was actually wearing a wig as a cover-up. Oh, my gosh. And not even knowing, like, why I'm losing all my hair in my middle, mid-30s. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even explain to me why I'm losing hair to wear a wig. So I had to grow all my hair back. I had to get my hormone, like I had to revive my hormone mm-hmm. and resurrect my mind and body from like ground up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it really became a blessing because that's when you walk the walk of that journey of healing and repairing and resurrecting. You really appreciate how much what I have learned in medical school was contrary to how I should treat the body. <laughs> Meaning we all learn about dichotomy, about learn organs by organ and system by system, but there's no connection. Right. This is exactly opposite of what I had to learn and to do differently, meaning you have to learn how to connect all the organs and learn the wondrous dynamics of complexity, but at the same time working in perfect unity and synchronicity and also in perfect balance. Mm -hmm. So it's really where the Eastern medicine is actually born out of. Mm -hmm. So... Now, when you talk about like sleep, sleep to me is your center of your universe, (laughs) but that is going to be your beginning and end of your longevity and well-being. But with the sleep, the energy follows, your mental clarity follows, your immunity follows. It doesn't matter where I start from, sleep or is a gut Mm -hmm. or whether it's a hormone, whether it's an endocrine system or your your stress hormones, it doesn't matter where you begin because it's like one big universe and they're Mm -hmm. all connected and they're all talking to each other. Mm -hmm. So I can actually welcome so many complexities of patients' symptoms and complexity of their signs of a physical problem because to me it's like one language. Right. And I love just dissecting these symptoms and signs and teach patients this is what this means. And you don't have a 10 different diagnoses. You only have a one problem that is manifesting, expressing in different ways. And I think that becomes really the, the center of their hope. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting frustrated and they really don't know where to even begin their journey of healing, when you just say this is only one problem, you can focus on most underlying root cause 
And then you will witness this whole symptom complex coming back to aliveness because you treat the most underlying root problem. Mm -hmm. So it's really fun. So a little known fact about me, although I think I mentioned this on my podcast last week, is that one of the things I look forward to most in life is my morning matcha with a handful of macadamia nuts. Okay, this has just become my ritual. I absolutely love them. And now I feel validated because they have so many benefits. First of all, they're extremely rare. They account for only 1% of all nuts. And to put this into perspective, almonds make up like 30%. Secondly, their nutritional composition is unsurpassed. So unlike cheaper nuts, they are rich in omega-7s. If you've never heard of omega-7, take note. This is the fatty acid that boosts fat loss and increases your body's natural collagen production. So finally, there's a plant-based way for better collagen, which of course we all want. And lastly, macadamias contain 33% less carbohydrates than almonds while having the most healthy monosaturated fat, even more than olive oil and avocado. So House of Macadamias works directly with South African farmers, which is the macadamia capital of the world. And they have amazing snacks. They package them right by the source for the best quality and freshness. This allows them to create one-of-a-kind snacks with macadamias as the first ingredients. So they have dipped and seasoned nuts. They have a range of bars that are so good. They hold macadamias as their first ingredient at 45% unburdening this superfood from any synthetic additives, added sugar, or preservatives. Their products are all plant-based and truly a healthy indulgence, so I definitely recommend checking them out. You can visit their online store at www.houseofmacadamias.com to order some of their bars or nuts, and you can get 40% off your first purchase with the code BLONDE40. Again, that's houseofmacadamias.com, and the code is BLONDE40 for 40% off. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I just feel like you're probably giving so many listeners hope right now, (laughs) because I know that a lot of my audience and myself included at various times in my life, I've been not dealing with the exact symptoms that you were dealing with, but feeling like there's so many things going on health wise and nothing is really working to treat it. And you don't know where to start and you don't know how to navigate and you kind of feel like you're playing whack-a-mole sometimes where, okay, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I treat the gut and then the hormones and then I treat the hormones and then the skin, you know, whatever. Like it's just kind of a, a constant thing. So I'm curious how the scientist in you, when you started learning more about these like more Eastern holistic modalities, how the scientist in you kind of understood that because it's not as sciencey, right? I mean, it's more, <laughs> you can tell I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but not as like scientifically validated, we'll say, right? As more of like the Western modalities. 
I think that the best place to start that discussion is that it helps me to come from such a low position of humility. Mm. Once you go to that kind of place, you all of a sudden learn how to be so humble. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good place. So at the same time, even though I love science and research and all the data and all the important science data, we have to also admit that we don't know the whole picture. We don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And what we know may be very small segment of the whole thing. And sometimes we actually miss that important mark. Mm-hmm. So, for example, how does that not collide but actually complement each other between the Eastern, which is not data-driven, is more clinical, more historical versus like science? Well, let me just put it this way because it's very pertinent to think that when you call to a doctor and you have a diagnosis, then doctor is going to, based on diagnosis, give you the treatment plan. But you know, there are so many unexplained, undiagnosable, undiagnosed symptoms and signs, for example. So when you have, for example, let's say, take an example of maybe diabetes. Mm -hmm. Americans will have to spend being diabetic or pre-diabetic for about seven to eight years on average before they become diagnosable. Because we use a fasting sugar or A1C, which is kind of late finding parameters. Mm-hmm. So by the time you actually have a fasting sugar over 126 and A1C over 5.7, you literally went from perfectly normal to trending down to like dysfunctional state to a diagnosis of diabetes. That's years in span. Mm-hmm. So I could be diabetic next year, mm-hmm. but today when I go to a doctor, I'm fine. Right. Well, you just missed amazing opportunity to help the patient to reverse and prevent what was coming in years. Mm -hmm. So what happened is a lot of medicine is based on those diagnoses by the metric system, Mm -hmm. the numbers and whatnot. But numbers is not a perfect science. It's a continuum. Mm -hmm. So for example, Eastern medicine helps you because I want to catch the patient before they are diagnosed. So when their sugar is okay, A1C looks good, you have to go deeper Mm -hmm. into what your hormones are saying in your body. For example, your insulin will actually become resistant or it rises Mm -hmm. out of proportion before you become diabetic. So if you check your C-peptide or insulin, I can tell whether this patient is going to become diabetic in the future. So if you look at really deep enough, there are so many signs of that insulin resistance, which is a precursor to diabetes, where they just gain a lot of fat in their midsection. They have a lot of craving. Once they eat like one pasta, they just gain three pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just, you can't explain that by mathematical calories and pounds, but right. they just gain three pounds. They PMS, they gain eight pounds, and they get like water retention, and they don't feel good, and they get mental fog when they eat sugar. They get moody after like not eating for three hours. All those are like symptoms of a reactive hypoglycemia or insulin resistance. Mm. And they can't lose weight. Right. So they're on diet and they're on just exercise. But until you tackle the insulin resistance, you will not lose meaningfully on that weight. And you will not lose in your midsection. Because mm-hmm. uh, any weight that goes into midsection tends to be driven by cortisol and insulin. Mm-hmm. So until you tackle the underlying root problem, you can't just like lose it because you exercise. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. I I mean, I know that I'm petite, but I have had issues with that. And I've been diagnosed with PCOS in the past. And I've had, you know, crazy stress and like old traumas that I think have caused imbalances in cortisol and just been through all of that. Mm. And I've definitely seen that. So if somebody walks into your office and they're like, I'm, you know, fatigued, I, I can't lose weight, my period is irregular. I'm breaking out. I am depressed. Just somebody walks in uh -huh. with all these different symptoms. What is the first thing that you would typically do with a patient? So typically what I do is, and I will walk through with the patient. So I will actually hold their hands first. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. And then while I'm doing that, I will actually check out their color. So not so much color, but I will look for blanching. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to underlying inflammation. Oh. And then I have them look at their temperature in their fingertips to the arm mm -hmm. and then maybe chest. So this is a, one of the tricks I teach patients because okay. at the end of the journey, I want patients to be empowered, mm -hmm. to know how to translate their body language that's so obviously there if you only learn how to decode it. So... A lot of people come in in that condition. A mm -hmm. lot of people come in very cold hands or feet, regardless okay. of the ambience. <laughs> and then they get cold and then they get warm here. And then when you go to their, what we call central axis, which is a vertical line in your body from HPI system, mm -hmm. you will see a lot of chest being a little puffy or like soggy or they blench deeper. So they get a lot of redness or heat or they're more like, prone to like having a lot of flushing. Mm -hmm. They easily sweat, but yet their hands and feet are always cold. That is what I call like, let me look at these trends in your body. Mm -hmm. So they're not homogeneous in their temperature or blanchable state. That speaks to their inflammation, the stresses, and how much they're going to be feeling bloated on a regular basis. So it also translates to a lot of brain fog and gut dysfunction, whether it's IBS to this, you know, SIBO, the SIBO to all the way to leaky gut, mm -hmm. it all come together. And they don't have to have everything, but they will be able to kind of resonate with some of the things because everybody manifests in different ways and different expressions. Mm -hmm. So I'll look at that first and then I'll kind of go into a lot of routine daily history, which is so important. So number one, when they wake up, do they feel the best? and most clear in their brain because this is after sleep. So they have to feel the best. Mm -hmm. Some people do not feel the best. They feel worst. They feel brain fog, tired. They can't really wake up. Their mind and body are not ready to hit the day. Is this with or without caffeine? Without Asking for myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. And then is your energy like kind of struggling until maybe 9, 30, 10 o'clock? And you get like, oh, I can now live. Mm -hmm. And then they are okay from like 10 to 2 and their energy starts to crash. Mm -hmm. And then do they crave salt or do they crave sugar or do they alternate or do they crave both? Mm -hmm. That actually becomes very important question relating to your hormones underlying that. And then do they feel tired? Yes, sometimes when you look at their lifestyle, when you stay up until 11 or 12 or 10, maybe they become super alert. We call that second wind. Mm -hmm. Second wind goes from maybe typical 11 p.m. to 2, 1 or 2 a.m. So they are like amazing. They are like writing email. They're cleaning. They are doing all kinds of stuff. 
and they wake up in the morning and they're like dead. So this is a like end stage of your adrenal fatigue. So your system has gone through already a prolonged state of stress and you're already in burnout state. And those morning fatigue or second wind speaks to your cortisol working against you. So cortisol should be really low and high in the morning for a natural, you know, wake up. Mm-hmm. Your cortisol kicks up at nighttime. So that means by 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the morning, they're not really in sleep. They're typically waking up or they're like turning or they're waking up to go to a restroom or they're actually not dreaming. So they may be sleeping, but they're missing out the qualitative REM sleep. Or they just literally wake up in the middle of the night panicking because that's when you get to see your primary, most innate emotional state of who you are. When nobody bothers you and there's no stress going on, look at yourself between 3 to 5 a.m. And that is what your id, ID, not ego, Mm -hmm. not super ego, telling you where you're at. So you want to pick up that message. Interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. We can all benefit from taking a daily multivitamin, but so many of them on the market either have things that we don't need or they don't have enough of the things that we do need. And my absolute favorite is Ritual. Ritual's essential for women 18 plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to just fill the nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamin. And the results were that it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. So I have taken Ritual for years. I absolutely love them. I just know that between my diet and then Ritual filling in any nutritional gaps, I'm getting absolutely everything I need and nothing that I don't. And aside from the exhaustive research and just the thoughtfulness that goes into the ingredients in Ritual Vitamins, which are all traceable, by the way, I love the minty fresh flavor and I love the time release. I don't get that upset stomach that I get with other supplements. So if you're looking for a daily multivitamin, look no further. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. All you have to do is visit ritual.com slash blonde and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Again, that's 10% off at ritual.com slash blonde. It is summertime. And with the summer season, I feel like there are so many social obligations. I don't know about you guys, but I have travel and weddings and birthdays and dinners and brunches and just so many things on my calendar. And having a new wardrobe and new outfits for all of these things can get really overwhelming and really expensive. So this is where Newly comes in. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. So you can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands. So everything from dresses to premium denim to one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. And you also get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundry facility. So you don't have to worry about the laundry part. 
And you also have the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off, which is amazing. So for the summer, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the new season. You can stock up on a new dress. You can say yes to all the summer trends like Y2K throwbacks, sets, checker prints, crochet without feeling that fast fashion ick and spending money on something that you might only wear a couple times. And Renting through Newly means that you get to wear more, sometimes thousands of dollars worth of clothing while spending way less. So Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BLONDE10. Just go to newly.com, N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and enter the code BLONDE10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. Again, that's newly.com with the code BLONDE10. I wanted to ask you about REM sleep because you were saying before that sleep is like the most important thing. I always say it's the foundation that my life is built upon. And I know that like everyone's morning and nighttime routines are trending. And I have a good morning routine where I like meditate and, you know, do my thing. But my nighttime routine, I always say is so much more important because that sets me up for a good night's sleep and a good night's sleep is my foundation. But I was tracking with an aura ring last year and just kind of seeing where I was with things. And my REM was abysmal. I mean, it was so low. And a lot of people, when I talked about that, said the same thing. So what are some ways that we can naturally increase REM and just improve our quality of sleep overall? Because it is so important to all these different functions in our body and anti-aging, which is huge for us. (laughs) So we can't really resurrect the REM sleep Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night because it all had to be prepared. So for the best night's sleep, I say you have to start from the moment you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, think you are, I think you're doing a lot of good routines like meditation, being mindfulness and eating well. All those things are important. But to be honest, restoring REM sleep is almost like asking yourself, can I tell my heart and lung and my bowel to function perfectly because I intend it and I will it? You really, we don't have, those are autonomic systems mm-hmm. in our body. So we don't have a way to tell your heart palpitating, stop. And it doesn't stop. So heart and gut and lung and your brain are same primitive basic organs. It is almost like granted as a gift. At the same time, that means you don't have a lot of autonomic power over it. Mm-hmm. So restoring sleep is almost like restoring the whole life again. Because it's not something you can just like will it and just pretend like you're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So most people come in stressing about their sleep, even from morning. <laughs> stress becomes a, yeah. the sleep even becomes a stress source. Mm-hmm. So it's that primitive, but it's very important. So usually what I do is I have to really take a good inventory of a whole person. I need to know about their traumas from childhood to their, of course, a lifestyle, their stressors relationships, family dynamics, what they are getting frustrated, what they're worrying about, their rest and relaxation techniques. Mm-hmm. Because I think we are really in the modern day of like learning how to do the art of being still and relaxed and not become really anxious. Mm-hmm. 
So it takes a lot of inventories. But when I actually recreate that sleep so that you are getting the restoration through the night, I would say that is my most rewarding thing I can do for the patient. And that is how I pay, make the patient lose weight and how I build from everything from ground up. So whether it's a gut problem or it's a hormone problem or all that, sleep must be the beginning and end of the whole chapter. That's very interesting. I don't know whether that kind of resonates, but yeah. it is that difficult, but you must do it. I mean, I, I, it does resonate because I just know with myself, if I'm not getting really quality sleep, it's not the quantity that's an issue for me. It's the quality. I feel like everything else unravels and I get cravings. My energy gets erratic. I get anxious. And I'm sure when I'm anxious and my cortisol is jacked up, then my other hormones are going to mm -hmm. kind of go offline. And it just carries over into every aspect of my life. So at my age, I've just realized like I just have to make it a priority because I can't function really <laughs> without it. <laughs> so the really good thing is I've been using a lot of uh, hormones to natural remedies and vitamins to work on the sleep. Mm -hmm. But now we are talking about the kind of Tesla age of the automobile. So we have a lot of peptides, which are naturally made in your body. It's a part of your stem cell, but we take a little segment and it will help you to restore whatever hormones you need to create that sleep again. For example, sleep is a pretty much orchestra symphony piece that is a perfect condition, perfect balanced state of progesterone hormone and perfect testosterone, serotonin neurotransmitter, glycine, you name it, melatonin, GABA, all these neurotransmitters and bodies metabolism, thyroid, all of them have to be perfectly lined up like a cooking recipe. When it's perfectly done, the sleep will actually yield to that. So the peptide is really amazing because without giving you the, everything you need, peptide will actually make your body get the signal so your body can make your own sleep-inducing hormones and neurotransmitters. And is this, I wanted to ask you about peptides. So is this done by like an infusion, an injection? How do you, do you, you is it a supplement? Do, yeah, you, you can it? do peptides in forms of oral capsules uh -huh. to nasal spray to oh. injections and IVs. Okay. But I would say orals do not really work because a lot of the oral things we take, it goes into stomach and it never goes into brain because mm -hmm. it gets all destroyed in your gut acidity. Mm -hmm. So a lot of sleep things I do are injectables or I use a nasal spray because mm -hmm. uh, it goes through the, the BBB brain barrier. Mm -hmm. So it tends to lodge back in the brain where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Are there peptides for anti-aging? <laughs> oh, so much. I mean, okay, that tell is, us. What are they? <laughs> so I used to do like hormones for like 24 years. Uh -huh. In last couple years, it is really true that I'm rapidly changing all my hormone patient to simple peptides. Mm -hmm. And the reason is manifold. Number one, hormones are amazing and it literally defines who you are. And I love it because it's so amazing and it's our form of medicine. At the same time, it is a lot of very tedious fine-tuning job because mm -hmm. I have to make sure that every single hormone, estradiol, progesterone, DHA, testosterone, all those things are perfectly balanced in harmony. And sometimes 
it doesn't always work out because you don't know how much that person needs because the next patient needs different amount. And is this with like bioidentical hormones? Okay. Yeah, this is all about identical hormones mm-hmm. derived from mostly yam because mm-hmm. I don't use a soy anymore. But it's doable. At the same time, I have to like watch the patient so carefully because I have to make sure it's not leading to any complications, the breast and uterine lining. I mean, there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. Peptide is like autonomous. I gave a peptide and your body will see the signal. I need to make that much more estradiol, this much projection. It knows what it needs to do. It's like, how do you tell your hair on the head grow long, yet your eyebrow hair only grows less mm-hmm. than one centimeter? <laughs> I didn't tell you. Yeah. Your body knows what to do. So peptides are that smart, meaning it has intrinsic DNA material. It knows what to do with your own body. So it becomes so much safer, a lot simpler, and I don't have to do so much blood test to check to going on, what's going on. I don't have to do so much monitoring. I still monitor, but not like what I do for hormone patients. And the response is so amazing. I literally have a severe insomniacs for years. Mm -hmm. They start sleeping better. I know a lot of you are always on the hunt for some good, clean, vegan and cruelty free makeup. I get DMs about this all the time and I totally get it. The struggle is real because I feel like a lot of the brands that fall into that category make products that are just kind of underwhelming, but I am obsessed with this brand Thrive Cosmetics. So Thrive Cosmetics makes high performance beauty and skincare products made with clean skin loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. Everything is certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. So my secret beauty weapon lately is the Brilliant Eye Brightener Cream. It's a cream to powder highlighter stick that brightens and opens your eyes. It gives you like this instant eye lift and just helps you look like you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't. But I have to say that the real MVP is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I am so particular about mascara and I feel like a lot of them are just like either way too intense for my eyes or they get clumpy, they are impossible to get off or they smudge. So this one is amazing because it literally just mimics the look of lash extensions, but really subtle. Like it doesn't have that fake look and it lasts all day without smudging or flaking. But when you want to take it off, the tubing formula just slides off with warm water and a washcloth. You don't even need to use soap or harsh products. And the formula also nourishes your lashes. So unlike other mascaras or extensions, you're actually helping your lashes grow and stay healthy versus damaging them. And as if that weren't enough, Thrive Cosmetics has the bigger than beauty promise where with every purchase, they donate to causes that help women thrive. So if you're interested, you can go to their site and you can see their giving partners, but they include things such as women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. So now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. You can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash blonde. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash blonde. 
for 15% off your first order. How often do you have to take these peptides and how quickly do people see a change? So for anti-aging, uh-huh. so every peptide has different protocol. Okay. So for anti-aging, I don't do it just because I, I don't do it because if somebody wants it or somebody needs it or somebody look like they could use it. Mm-hmm. I actually use blood test because I need to know what kind of peptides and how long I need to use it. So I use like IGF-1. It literally will give you like approximate biological aging that you have. Mm-hmm. So I am like 55. My biological aging may not be 55. I could be 75. Mm-hmm. So the age is defined as not how many years you lived, but it's your total collection of your life experience and all that, including all your failures, disappointments, less nice, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we need to define the age in a different way. So this is a hormonal physiologic age. And depending on the age status, and what you're looking for, we need to fill in those gaps. So usually I will choose the peptide according to the strength and amount and intensity that you need. And I will also set the duration of the treatment based on how much you have to improve. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here thinking, I need to come see you. <laughs> Please do. <So>. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's just so fascinating. Like I was telling you, I think before we started recording, that I've had so many doctors and really smart, incredible people on the show, but they tend to be like one end of the spectrum or the other. And I feel like you really do marry everything to like really look at the whole body in the big picture. And it's just I love blending. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's fascinating. Okay. Well, I have maybe one more follow-up question, then we can talk about friends. But a lot of my listeners are like 20s, 30s. I mean, they they range late teens, I would guess, up to 60s and maybe older. Who knows? Everyone's welcome here. <laughs> but I think the majority are like around 20s and 30s. Are there things that women should be doing for their wellness, for their hormones, all of that before they get to premenopause, menopause, and things really start changing? What are some things that they can do? Because once the hormones start changing, that's really when those mm-hmm. things can go off the rails, right? So I think that is such a valid, excellent question because just like sleep, mm-hmm. hormones do not just, it's not a light switch. Mm-hmm. So if you want to prepare your best 30s and 40s when hormones are starting to really dynamically move mm-hmm. and menopause, you want to prepare them early. I used to say, it used to be like in 20 years ago, everybody was actually into tofu. Mm-hmm. And this is true by research again, because I'm very holistic, but I really want to bring all the research and data. A lot of Caucasian women starting to like, they were starting to eat tofu. And then I told them, you can eat 20 bricks of tofu today. Guess what? You're not going to observe not even one ounce because your gut has never seen tofu all your lifetime. It's not going to start to observe it just because you start eating them. But when you look at Asian cultures and Asian women, Eating tofu actually makes them so much better in their journey through menopause. And we do have a different menopause journey compared to Caucasians. So that's just kind of saying that you can't just like start doing your hormone work now because you're getting into perimenopause or menopause. Mm -hmm. So you want to start early, but you don't have to do so much. So usually what I want to say is, I think it all starts from your brain because everything follows your brain. So I think if you are learning to rest 
and relax and look at the um, space that's empty. Like I always say, you know, there is a sentence and there is a space for you to start a new sentence. And that space is so important because that's what defines the sentence in music that defines the music. Hmm. Just having a bunch of notes, you're not going to actually be appreciate what that music is. Mm -hmm. So the space actually is as important part of your life. So do not be so anxious about not getting everything done you, are, you need to get to. Don't fuss about that you don't know your passion and your motivation, your career, because just live today with gratitude. And doing that every day, the mundane daily work, without grumbling, it is how you define your own destination and also your destiny and your purpose, and that becomes your passion. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that a lot of these young 20s and 30s has to know their passion. Mm -hmm. You know what? Passion is in work that yeah. you're doing every day. So a lot of people emphasize so much on passion. I think that we need to really think about what that means and really undo this burden of like defining your passion. Because mm -hmm. I also saw that in my kids. Yeah. And so about relaxation and having your mental space Nice and cool is important. And number two, for hormone, I think that you want to really look at your obvious things. Look at your cycle. Look at your PMS. Look at how you feel differently around your cycle. If there's anything going on, then you just have to think progesterone. Mm -hmm. That's what gets killed mm -hmm. by cortisol hormone. And how do you get up on your progesterone? You can even start simple things like eating more yam a little more plant-based food mm -hmm. or exercising or doing intermittent fasting or little like hit exercise, do a little keto diet because all these things actually help your hormone indirectly, but in a very interactive way. Mm -hmm. So without even using hormone, because I'm really kind of against like pills and all that, mm -hmm. IUDs, you can even actually promote your own progesterone doing a lot of simple mundane lifestyle things. Mm -hmm. And I think if you just kind of keep track of your sleep and your rest and are you kind to yourself, I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. You don't have to do so much. I love that. Well, I think I had somebody else on my podcast a while ago who was saying, like, we think of toxic things like ingredients and, you know, household items and makeup and what we're eating. And she was like, we can really be toxic to ourselves, though. And I think people don't make that connection at all. But two things that you mentioned, intermittent fasting and keto, those were two of the kind of wellness trends that people wanted to hear us cover. I've had people on the show with every kind of opinion on both of these. I guess we'll start with intermittent fasting because I've heard that it cannot be great for women because of their hormones and, and the fast can increase cortisol or what is your take on that? So I think random fasting can be stressful because mm -hmm. your body is all of a sudden not having the proper feeding. However, if you introduce intermittent fasting in a very progressive, kind-to-body type of way, I think it will definitely work better for you than work against you. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a patient starting at 18 hours. Mm -hmm. I have them start from maybe 8 hours. But having the 8-hour clean intermittent fasting is actually a good start. Because if you just eat 7 o'clock p.m. dinner, and if you just eat next day mm -hmm. at 8 o'clock, that's already 12 hours mm -hmm. if you don't snack. 
So I think eight-hour fasting is still challenging. But if you kind of build up, I think the positive side actually becomes greater because there's so many other benefits that come out of intermittent fasting. What are some of those benefits? Why do you like it? I think it's really rooted in deep ancient wisdom. So Mm -hmm. I like to be a forward thinker based on science, but really not missing out the ancient rich wisdom. Mm -hmm. So it does help your metabolism throughout the day, and it does really help on your insulin. And your insulin will get very calm through that if you don't have any severe diabetes. Mm-hmm. So not everybody is eligible for it. But when you're a normal average person, I think it's going to serve you in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned keto. So is keto appropriate for everybody or and what keto, should that look like? I think keto is very appropriate for everyone. And you don't have to start 100%. And there is such thing as a keto pasta, now keto car. Mm-hmm. So you can still, you don't have to eliminate all your flavors. Mm -hmm. But keto actually works because even though you don't do so much, your keto will send your message to your body to use glycogen-free fatty acid as fuel. Mm -hmm. So now you're not going to glucose, but you're using your fat as your fuel. Mm -hmm. So you are definitely getting into more fat burning not just burning out your glucose. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I even recommend using ketone bodies before your workout in fasting state because the body learns how to use free fatty acid in a very nice way, kind of gets a nice message. Mm-hmm. So you kind of develop that trend in your body. Use more glycogen fatty acid storage. Mm-hmm. That's really smart thing to do. And it's really important for weight loss in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Kind of to that point, apple cider vinegar is kind of trendy right now, but I've seen like the glucose goddess. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a researcher. I believe she's coming on my podcast in August, but she wears like a glucose monitor and she'll eat things and record what happens with her blood sugar. And she's a big proponent of drinking apple cider vinegar in water before all of her meals because it really reduces that glucose spike. So what is your thought? <laughs> that's an interesting thing because uh-huh. the the vinegar turns into alkaline state in your body. Uh-huh. So it's not like acid as we think. Mm-hmm. And then I actually put a lot of emphasis on your pH balance. Mm-hmm. So it's not the pH balance in your urine or your whatever, but skin, but it's really your internal whole environment must be in best optimal alkalized state. Mm-hmm. So I think vinegar would especially mixed in water in a fasting state, mm-hmm. definitely helps to alkalize better. Mm-hmm. So hmm. in that way, there's a lot of benefits that come from just having a better pH. It's like having a better foundation. Mm-hmm. What are other things people can do for pH? Oh, probiotics. Oh. <laughs> Gut uh-huh. is pretty much always my first place. Really? Yeah. So what do you look at when you look at the gut? So, I mean, gut is like new longevity mm-hmm. foundation nowadays. Mm-hmm. To the point that I can even help the patient, like mom, to looking at the microbiome, you can even predict if you're going to have autistic child. Because mm-hmm. the microbiomes are transmissible and it's inherited. So microbiome is going to speak to your immunity, to all the way to your what complications you're going to have in medical disease state. Not only that, but every day, what to well-being, day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So microbiome is huge because it talks about probiotics, prebiotics, your intestinal permeability, 
inflammation level is pretty much a universe of itself, but it's a condensed version of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I know that you were saying before that you don't always do testing. I mean, do you think if you're working with somebody and you're looking at their gut first, I know that you have other things that you look at, but do you think that in order to assess what's really going on, testing is always necessary for that? I don't always believe testing is necessary. Mm-hmm. I usually will work with a lot of patients on a holistic basis mm-hmm. because it's not like we don't know how the body is made. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's already written in the manual. <laughs> so I build all the foundation again and I build out whatever they need to see, whether it's energy or sleep or whatever. And then there are always a patient who have a special need. Mm-hmm. So their their gut could be their weak spot from their lifetime. Mm-hmm. They took That's a lot me. of oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They took a lot of antibiotics, or they had a uh-huh. bad dysentery and they never recover, or they had a bad infection, they never recover. Mm-hmm. So if you have that kind of really special case gut, after I restore the whole thing, and I go through my checklist, probiotic, prebiotics, and all your nutritions and all that, and if you still have something missing or something not hundred percent optimized. That's when I go to gut microbiome test. Mm-hmm. And it's going to show you like exact roadmap as to what your needs are. Mm-hmm. So you might be still missing some, some strains of a probiotics. Some prebiotics are needed more. Or you may have too many pathogens. Or you may have too many too many guys who are too healthy, but you have too many. Mm-hmm. So whatever that is, you kind of have to know where that precise places that you can go back to. Mm -hmm. So I use that at the end more than in the beginning. Interesting. What are your thoughts on collagen supplementation? So collagen for skin or like more tissues or joints? Probably all of the above. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what these people were asking specifically, but I think just putting collagen in like your coffee, your morning tea, your oatmeal, whatever. I think think people are just taking it for everything. So Mm -hmm. a lot of those things, I would say I have so many things that came and gone. Mm. So I think collagen is one of those things. However, I would say I really like to emphasize the importance of collagen because they are your structural pillars mm-hmm. that support your skin to hair yeah. to joint and you know whatever. I think the confusion is whether supplementing with like a powder collagen is actually affecting any of that. You know there are different types of collagen. Right. So for the skin you have to use different collagens than your joint. Mm-hmm. But I think collagen supplementation is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if you're going to be one of those uh, transient fat and it goes away. However, nowadays, we have a collagen peptide that will build your new collagens in your joint and skin and hair. So you can restore them to original place by using peptides. Oh, I need that. Well, think about it. When you <laughs> use a peptide like by drink, uh-huh. a lot of that is gone in your stomach. Right. It doesn't even absorb. But when you do injectable, it really goes where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. I always joke. I'm like, I'm just waiting for scientists to come up with something that's going to like restore our skin back to like baby skin. But that sounds like the closest thing that we're going to get right now. We have several peptides Mm -hmm. that are going to produce collagen. It's a topical, Mm -hmm. not as strong, Mm -hmm. but the injectables are able to repair and restore and rejuvenate all the collagens, whether it's a hair or skin or bone or Mm -hmm. cartilage, we have those. I'm coming in tomorrow. Everybody, I'm going to report back <laughs> on how this works for me. Okay. Have you heard of the internal shower? Mm-mm. It went viral on TikTok 
and it became this kind of phenomenon. 74 million views and counting. This is what happens now on TikTok. I don't even know how to look up. Mixing a tablespoon or two of chia seeds into a glass of water, squeezing lemon juice into the glass, and then drinking the concoction on an empty stomach. Oh, so chia seed is a very old concept. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was called internal shower. I think they just... Tried yeah, to make it like, sexy. Exactly. So it sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah. So chia seed is actually really a well-known, it's not a new concept to mm-hmm. me. Uh, chia seed is really unique because it's like kind of like uh, next thing to uh, quinoa. Mm-hmm. So it is a protein that can be put into water or some other drink. And you can use that as nutrition, but it's really good source of protein without giving you a lot of insulin spike. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one I'm going to ask you about, sea moths. Have you heard of the sea moss trend? I don't know any <laughs> trend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just bought my first jar of sea moss from Air One. I don't know what it's supposed to do, but I <laughs> I love a good trend. Let's see. Sea moss benefits. Heart healthy, promote weight loss, good source of iodine, support gut health, boost immunity, Aid and workout recovery, vitamins B12, B2, calcium, chromium, magnesium, zinc. I think it's oh, just the latest you know superfood. Sorry. I actually I actually did a article on Irish sea oh, moss. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know it was the same thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Irish sea moss? Yeah. Good for you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just put it together. <laughs> I didn't know it was actually in these markets and all these places. Mm-hmm. They sell that in a jar? Yeah. Yeah. $40 at Air One. Wow. I know about Science Body. No, they are like available in the jar. Yeah. It's very trendy right now, CMOS. So it doesn't. so much today. All of, the <laughs> all of those benefits, is that valid? Yeah, a lot of those, because I actually read and I actually did an article on Irish CMOS. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether this has a right. different branch of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, generally CMOS has a lot of benefits. Interesting. And you just take it with on its own or with water? How or You can called? put them into the like gel form. You can okay. put them as a capsule. capsule. But the my concept over many years is that there are countless, infinite number of good things. Mm-hmm. So all, if you chase up the all good things, you are too busy. How are you going to keep it up? So I always rank them based on their science and data and clinical data. So I don't tell the patient to do all the good things. I tell them what is most pertinent. And you can only do so much at a time because even doing so much to your gut, it takes a lot of work mm-hmm. out of gut. So you kind of be, have to be sometimes parsimonious. And what becomes most essential and parsimonious way of doing things mm-hmm. but definitely i i did i do think that simas is good okay all right well i like to ask all of my guests one thing we should stop doing and one thing we should start doing it can be for wellness physical health mental health hormones anything happiness um, vitality <laughs> i think we all should learn to live in the moment i think that's what gets really lost a lot mm-hmm. and i think we should just stop looking at other people's and looking at so much outside but maybe look at yourself mm-hmm. a little more like mm-hmm. what's inside of you i think that's very important i love that well thank you so much for coming on this was truly fascinating tell everybody where they can find you and how they can work with you oh so 
I have a practice in Century City Medical Plaza, and I have Instagram Dr. Jessica Cho. I don't do it myself, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the name. That's my dream. <laughs> yeah, amazing. The things I can't do. Yeah, you can't do it all. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, and it was great. Thank you. hope you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie.